that a lot of times as people write copy, they forget that they're not just writing for SEO, but they're writing to attract the attention of real people who have real reasons for reading the information. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Okay, here's the show. Welcome to More Than A Few Words, a marketing conversation for business owners. MDFW is part of the Digital Toolbox, and this is your host, Lorraine Ball. And today, we're going to talk about something that I just find fascinating, and that's the psychology of copywriting, the the human side underneath all of those words you're putting out there. And I could not think of a better person to have this conversation with than Ray Hyde Cornell. Ray is the CEO and senior copywriter at Cornell Content Marketing, and she's a business mentor and coach at Chiron Consulting. She's got more than 15 years of online marketing and writing, and she's worked with hundreds of businesses to help them grow and achieve their goals. And this isn't really in her bio, but it is on her website. And this is the part I find most intriguing. She's a rule breaker. She does the things that everybody tells her she can't do. And I find that charming. So, Ray, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Lorraine, for having me. That was such a wonderful introduction. Wow, thank you. (laughs) I've been looking forward to this conversation because there was a point way, way back that I explored psychology and then consumer behavior, and I love the way that dovetails with marketing. So let's start there. Let's start with some basic principles that people should keep in mind when they're writing copy. Yeah, absolutely. So, and, and you touched on this in the introduction, so many people write for SEO. They write for Google. But what I always tell my clients is Google's not the one clicking the buy now button. They're not the ones clicking the book a call button. They are not the ones making the decision. It is humans. And there's so many more ways to get people to your website, to your landing pages, your social copy, your blogs, your podcasts, all the content that you're creating more than Google. Google is not the be all end all. Yeah, it's a great tool, but there's so many other ways that you can get people there. So why are you going to prioritize Google and Google's spiders and search bots over the actual humans who have the real power to click that buy now button, tell other people about you, leave you a rave review. Those are the people that you want to be speaking to. I absolutely agree. I have said something very similar. I'm probably a little more blunt. I'm like the first time that Google writes you a check, we can really pay attention (laughs) to them. It ain't happening. You're the one writing them checks. So I'm a believer. I want to stop focusing on Google or maybe stop focusing as much because they're still a thing but I want to shift my attention to people. Yeah. How do I start constructing copy that is more consumer focused? Yeah, so I'm gonna take us all the way back to grade school. Talk to people the way that you would want to be talked to. There was this huge wave probably about, I wanna say like eight to 10 years ago, where all of the marketing copy was all about FOMO and like making people feel like if they didn't buy right now, they were gonna miss out and they would, you know, there were even some of these like kind of sneaky uh, buttons where when you would 
something would pop up on your screen, you would either have to say yes, or you would have to say, no, I don't like to save money or no, I am a complete idiot. Like just outrageous things that people were kind of like coercing their site visitors and their customers into doing what they wanted. And that worked for a little while, but it rubs everyone the wrong way. And so when you're writing copy, Think honestly about the human side of things. How would you want to be talked to? What are the things that you would actually care about that would convince you to buy this product? And not in a sleazy, bullying, high pressure sort of way, but in a legitimate conversation of what solution does the thing that you're offering provide? That is such good advice. I've written copy for my business and for my clients for years and years and years. And I love that conversational tone. And every now and then I feel bad because I see a competitor who is still using that very coercive language. And I think maybe I should do that. So thank you for making me feel better about my choice. Yeah. <laughs> what other recommendations would you have beyond Again, that trip back to grade school where you talk to people the way you want to be talked to, what other things can you bring into your writing that will make your reader feel valued and appreciated? Yeah. So when I talk about the psychology of buying, what I'm talking about is appealing to people's inner needs. So there's this thing in psychology called Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And it starts at the bottom of physiological needs. We all need shelter, water, food, safety. Then we go into more like um, social needs. So love, belonging, sex, family, all of these things. And then esteem, which is things like respect, self-esteem, status, recognition, and then self-actualization, which is where you'll see a lot of coaches talking to that highest point of self-actualization, the desire to become all that you can be, fulfill your purpose, these really lofty, big picture goals. But the problem is that a lot of people, especially coaches, the consultants, they talk to that high level and they forget all of these lower level needs that have to be met before those really high level needs. So what I recommend is to start at the very bottom and think about your product or your service in the context of physiological needs. Do you provide nutrition? Do you provide a roof over someone's head? Do you provide warmth and comfort, relief from pain? If so, talk to those needs first. Then you can move up the ladder, talking about social needs, then move on to status, self-esteem, self-image, all of those more um, kind of like inner environment sort of things, and then speak to that self-actualization process last. And if you do that, if you do that in that order, and some things may not pertain to you, no, I run a content marketing agency that doesn't really have anything at all to do with physiological needs. So I go to that next level up, but start at the very bottom and start chipping away to see where you need to focus your copy and speaking to those needs first before you get to those higher level needs. When you think about it from a reality standpoint, if somebody is starving, they don't care how they look. 
And, exactly. and that's exactly what you're talking about. But as you were talking, I also thought about the fact that sometimes people get locked into one level. Yeah. I did a lot of work with home service companies and mm-hmm. they're very locked into that shelter and everything to do with that very basic. But even those products, you, you may not be able to go all the way to self-actualization with an air conditioner, right. but, you can, <laughs> but you can get up one level and talk about creating an environment that people want to come to visit. And so you can kind of bridge a little bit. Absolutely. And and just because your product or service can speak to a lower level need doesn't mean that your audience needs you to speak to that need. So given your example with air conditioners, yeah, you could say, you know, make sure that your house doesn't get overheated, don't succumb to heat stroke in the summer of Texas, you know. But if that's not an actual concern for your audience, then there's no point in talking about it. So it's almost this Venn diagram sort of process where you have to look at the hierarchy of needs that your product or service addresses. And then also, where does that overlap with the actual experience of your audience, which may or may not be the same thing. And you really only need to talk about the points where those two things overlap. That's such good advice. Ray, do you have one more quick tip before we wrap up? I would say pay attention to connotation. What connotation is in the context of copy is the emotion associated with specific words. So for example, I was once working with a company who would write on their newsletter, um, what's going on with their company name? That almost felt like a little bit of gossipy, like what's going on with, you know, Susan over there? What's going on with her? But when you say something like what's going on at, it's more like, ooh, what is going on over there? This sounds exciting. And that tiny word change got so many more increases in their open rates, their click-through rates on their email newsletter. So pay attention to the actual words that you're selecting before you go through and revamp an entire website page. Go through and see where you can improve the connotation of individual words to make them more positive, more enticing, more exciting, and at the same time, speak to those needs. Awesome. Ray, thank you so much for being a part of the show. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. I'm going to encourage everyone who's listening to check out chironconsulting.us. There'll be a link in the show notes so you can learn more about this and so many other topics that Ray shares with her community. And if you've enjoyed today's conversation and you'd like to find other resources for your business, be sure to check out digitaltoolbox.club. Look for MTFW wherever you listen to podcasts. Listen to two. They're short. This has been another episode of More Than A Few Words.